0: Um, I'm happy to be back in the host seat. The last week's episode, I had uh, my brother graciously came in and interviewed me, actually. So I had to sit where our guests sit and listen to him uh, try and get an hour (laughs) worth of conversation out of me. But um, I'm happy to be back here. And I'm really excited for the guest I have today. This is someone who I've known my whole life. And in a lot of ways, I've uh, considered her kind of a second mother to me. Mm. Um, so it's an honor for me to have mm. her here in my house in um, an hour just to talk with her. So
1: I want to welcome
0: you, my Auntie Kathy. Thank you for being here today, Auntie.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm really honored to be here.
0: Awesome. I, um, I've i been wanting to... We've been trying to do this for like the last month yeah. now. So uh-huh. I'm glad we finally got it worked out. Um. Just to start off, I Mm -hmm. want to give you a chance to kind of introduce yourself to our listeners. Some people may know you and some people may not, but just a brief introduction of who you are.
1: Okay. Um, Yes, I'm Kathy Katina. I'm married to Sam Katina, who plays keys for the Katinas. Uh, We've been married for 30 years as of last August. We celebrated. And we have four uh, grown daughters, Five grandchildren. Um, I am uh, happy to say that we are currently experiencing the empty nest mm. uh, lifestyle. Um, I'm also a daughter to the late Jeannie and George Miller, and I ha- I'm the youngest of four children. I have a sister, Kelly Pritchard, and two brothers, George and Mike. Miller, who are really my lifeline Mm -hmm. to a lot of things, and I'm also an auntie um, on both sides of our family, I think 20 and 23 times, (laughs) so I take that title very seriously, and it's one of my favorite um, titles uh, to be Auntie Kathy. I am also um, work in special ed, and I've done that for about 12 years now. Wow! So, is that enough, or That's do you perfect, need what? Well, okay. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I, uh-huh. um,
0: I love that you said you're an auntie. So you like over forty. Yes, 40? I, I counted. Yes, over forty. Wow. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, you're a great auntie. Well, thank you. It's a
1: little <laughs> surreal for me to be sitting across from you, Josh, because I feel like your my life has just flown in flown quickly, uh-huh. and for me to hear that you're 25 years old because I saw you come into this world. So to see you um in this role mm-hmm. and just i'm just so inspired by your life and what you've done up until this wow. point and just really honored to be able to s- just sit and chat with you thank you Auntie. Mm-hmm. that
0: means a lot to mm-hmm. me i i find myself when i um record with people especially people in our family we a lot of times tell stories about mm-hmm. just memories from the past mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of times, the stories that I tell, you're somewhere in those oh. stories. It's either at your house or oh, with your you. girls. And um, yeah, you've been a huge part of my life. Oh. And um, Thank you, Josh. Just really thankful for you and, yeah. and blessed and glad you're here. And um, I'll start off. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know how much of the podcast you've listened to. I've listened to all of them. Oh, wow. I, I haven't
1: heard. listened to you and Eli. Okay, okay, yeah. That
0: one just came out this week. Okay. Uh, so you know how uh-huh. they work. I have three questions, and the first two are things that I'm more interested in, and then okay. the third question is more for you. And okay. so, um, I'll go ahead and start okay. with your first question. Okay. So, I um, believe it or not, I do prepare for these episodes. <laughs> I try and figure out not off the cuff. Huh? Yeah, I try and figure out my questions beforehand, uh-huh. and. Uh, I've never done this before, but Mm -hmm. I I texted some of uh, my cousins, your nephews, Mm. um, and told them, yeah, Auntie Kathy's coming in to record any suggestions on a question that I should ask her. And Jackson actually said um, this one, and I thought it was a good idea. And so it's not as much of a question Mm -hmm. as it is uh, a story that we'd love to hear from you. Mm -hmm. And the story is... Um, If you could tell us Mm -hmm. the story about how you and Uncle Yeti met.
1: Hmm. Absolutely. Um, Let's see. I'm from the state of Washington. And I was there. I worked in a rehabilitation center um, in Puyallup, Washington. And I worked with people that experienced traumatic brain injuries. And we got them back to competitive employment and back to independent living. And I loved my job. I felt like it was really a huge part of my ministry. And my sister, um, was actually married to my husband's first cousin. No. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. (laughs) Is that correct? My, my sister is married to Sam, my husband's first cousin. So, um, I went to see them almost every weekend and, one day out of the blue, he called me, my brother-in-law, David called me and said, "Would you um, mind going and check on my aunt? She's coming here from Samoa. She is um, she has cancer, and so she's going to be um, at the military hospital, which was very close to where I lived. And I said, "Well, sure." So that at that point they had just moved to a home and it was five minutes where I lived. Mm. And so I started going over and I introduced myself and um, really just got to know Mommy Mm CI. She was very sick, um, but she uh, talked a lot about her children. She loved her children, loved her husband, and I would just make sure she was eating and did her hair, rubbed her feet, And just kind of went over there about four times a week after work. And uh, then all of a sudden, at the time, just two of the youngest daughters were there with her uh, living and her husband, um, Dad Katina. And... All of a sudden in December, five of these, five of her sons showed up. Mm. They had e lava lavas on, they had flip flops on, and it was winter and it was snowing. (laughs) And I thought these fresh off the boat boys were weird. Like, what (laughs) are these boys doing? So explain to
0: our listeners what an e lava lava is. An e
1: lava lava is. is just a beautiful piece, it's just a one piece um material and it's usually has a hawaiian print and it's kind of like a wrap skirt that you just kind of wear around your waist and so that's what they had on and so but to witness them come and serve and honor and love their mother was really a sight for me um it wasn't soon after that they got there, probably within a couple of weeks. Dad, Katina, wanted to find a church, wanted to find some place that they could serve in. And um, I remember the, the one of the times that I was there, they were asked to sing at a church just in walking distance. And... Mommy C. I called each one of the boys in one at a time, and she put their her fingers on their heart and on their lips and prayed over them, that people would be inspired by their music, that Jesus would be seen in in and heard in their voices, and that they would bless people that would hear them sing. So I've always felt like I have seen the fruition of her prayers hmm. the last thirty five years. Wow. So. um You know, she that was so I so they were there for the next four months, and then uh, Mommy CI went to heaven in April. Mm -hmm. So I always feel like it was such a privilege for me to be able to have met her and for me to have spent that time with her.
0: So, for you and Uncle Yetzi, did you you guys were you dating before Grandma CI passed, or or? well, it was a
1: little (laughs) bit of a secret dating. Um, I, I will have to tell you that. Um, When my sister brought home her Samoan big football player boyfriend at the time, and then very quickly, within six months, they were engaged. And um, my my father, I think, just struggled a little bit with how quick the relationship. And I'll never forget going into my dad's office and saying, Daddy... I won't marry a Samoan. You'll love who I marry. (laughs) Not that he didn't love David, but I remember having to eat my words four years later. Mm. Um, But um, there was something really special about Yeti. Those of you that know him as Sam, his Samoan name is Yeti, and that's Jedediah in Samoan. He was named after an uncle. Um, There was just, I, I just knew when we started when he would come in and I just saw the leadership that he had on his life and how he served his mom and probably by February we knew that we were very interested in one another mm. but because of the circumstances it wasn't something that we really pursued yeah. until after mommy said I went to heaven
0: mm. it's funny you uh bring up grandpa George when, mm-hmm. when, uh, cause when uncle Yeti came in to do his podcast, it was right around the time where I had just gone to talk to Alexis, his dad. Oh yeah. And he told us oh, yeah. about how I think they were in Denver. Or he something. flew to Denver. Yeah. Yep. And he could never, he, <laughs> he couldn't, he
1: couldn't bring himself yeah, to ask the question.
0: That's funny. I, um, I don't have very memory, very many uh-huh. memories of grandpa George, but, uh-huh. um, I actually, I don't know if I've told you this, but um, when he passed away, mm-hmm. that was really my first, first. encounter with death. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember coming home from school one day and my parents told me that uh, the the way they presented it to me was Grandpa George went to sleep and mm-hmm. he went to heaven. And I just remember being really sad mm-hmm. and sad for Obviously, sad myself, but sad for my cousins, and then right. sad for you and Uncle Yeti. But mm-hmm. um, years and years later, uh, his wife, Grandma Jeannie, mm-hmm. I got a phone call that because um, she had moved here to mm-hmm. Franklin. Yep. And I got a phone call that she wasn't doing well. Mm-hmm. And I was in uh, summer school at Lee University. Mm-hmm. So it was a, it wasn't that long of a drive, but it wasn't a drive that mm-hmm. I would just make all the time and um again, I didn't and Grandma Jeannie was someone who I considered kind of like a another grandma mm-hmm. to me, but mm-hmm. it's not like I spent a lot of time with her, but when I heard that she was uh close to heaven, I just really felt like mm-hmm. it was important that I go mm-hmm. and talk to her and um I really. Was That was another encounter that I had with death through her. And Mm -hmm. um, I was really blessed and honored to witness the the end of her life Mm -hmm. because um, she was surrounded with Mm -hmm. her family, her Mm -hmm. kids, her grandkids. Mm -hmm. um, And there was just so much love in Mm -hmm. that room. Mm -hmm. And I love that that's how your family Mm -hmm. um, cares for Mm -hmm. each other. So I want to say thank you Mm -hmm. for just sharing that side Mm. of your family with me and letting me be able to experience that Mm
1: -hmm. my mom loved you and Eli I mean she saw you too just like her own grandchildren um and it was it was a blessing uh Josh to have her here for those 11 months and I remember my siblings and I sitting down and talking about we knew that eventually the cancer would overtake her body but We sat her down and said, Mom, you're not going to be alone. You're not going to be afraid, and you're not going to be in pain. And I felt like we were able to give her that. Uh, The other thing that I was just going to share about both of my parents is I was given a book called The Tribute, and I'm so thankful that my friend gave that to me. Um, It's a book that teaches you how to write a tribute to your parents, Regardless of your circumstances, if you've been, if you've had a troubled relationship, if you've had a good relationship. And I ended up writing one um, to my dad right before he died. And I thought I would just leave it on his desk and have him read it. And felt like the Lord said, Kathy, sit down and read it to Mm -hmm. him face to face. And I remember my mom, we were in Florida, and my mom took the girls um, to swim. And I, I, I sat down, and I read it, and we laughed, and we cried, and I, I didn't have any regrets mm-hmm. because I told him everything that I felt like I needed to tell him wow. as his daughter. Um, and I'll always treasure that, and I did the same with my mom. Um, yet I felt like with my mom, I was very open with, I think, everything that I felt about her, but it was also just a reminder to tell stop and take the time to tell people what they mean to wow. you because I miss them today. There's, mm-hmm. there's still days that I want to pick up the call, want to pick up the phone and, and call either my mom or my dad, mm-hmm. or to see, you know, our daughter getting married in, in March thinking, Oh, I wish they were they were going to be there, but they'll be there in spirit. Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I have memories, a lot of memories of like, we're coming up on Thanksgiving, uh-huh. and the holidays, and oftentimes our family mm-hmm. will get together and do mm-hmm. stuff for the holidays and. Usually at some point in our family gathering, there's like a time where everyone gets together and uh, someone will share just whatever. Someone will speak. And um, a lot of times it's my dad who does that. Mm -hmm. And I'll always remember that anytime my dad would get up and speak, Mm -hmm. the first thing he would do would be to honor the elders. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I think that's a cultural thing Mm -hmm. from where he's from. But I have so many uh, memories of my dad saying thank you grandma genie mm-hmm. for being here and yeah um we're so honored and mm-hmm. for me i would always take a moment and just be wow i'm thankful grandma genie's here yeah. or, i'm thankful yeah. this person's there and that person's there and um those are moments that now that when someone's gone and mm-hmm. passed i can at least look back on and mm-hmm. think well when they were here i did take time to right. be thankful right yeah that's so good um well thanks for sharing uh-huh, that story with me Etsy. that's your first question yep
1: that was a good one
0: your uh, um, your second question you actually already kind of mentioned some uh a part of it when mm-hmm. you were introducing yourself, mm-hmm. but um as long as I've known you, you have always had a heart for people with special needs mm-hmm. and you work in special ed now mm-hmm. and um that's something that you know when I was growing up, I went to public school growing up, so I was around other kids my age who had special needs. Um, Mm -hmm. But ever since graduating high school, I haven't been around just Mm -hmm. that environment very much. And so um, I would like to just talk to you about like, where did your heart for that community, like Mm -hmm. where did that come from? Mm -hmm. And also, if you could put it down into um, a lesson or something that you've learned, like Mm-hmm. What's something that you've learned just from mm-hmm. being around people with mm-hmm. special needs, mm-hmm. spending a lot of time with them?
1: Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Um, well first I want to start out by saying um, that I think everyone is given a gift. And for I think it's First Corinthians 7.7, 7, it says God has given us all a gift, a specific gift. And I really believe that's really our purpose in life is to discover what our gifts are and to live those out really to bless others. And wow, I was just thinking about that question as you were talking and it was in college. I think I changed my major maybe seven times the first two years. Back when I went to school, you got your GURs the first two years and then you had to declare a major your junior year. So okay. um, so I, I had a lot of interest, you yeah. know? I was going to be a nurse. I was going to be oh, so a to to pick one. It is. Yeah. And so um, I got my degree in therapeutic recreation. And basically, what that is, I specialized in um, working with people with a variety of abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't even like calling it special abilities mm. anymore, Josh. We like to refer to pe- the person first with a disability or with an ability, even despite what they might have mm. going on. So there's a lot of language that's really not appropriate to, right. you know, label people that have um, varying abilities. So, and that's ever changing too, yeah. you know. But um, I remember the first internship i had was being um the camp counselor and co-director for a senior citizens camp Mm. it was actually like you and i used to go to church camp it was just that and i remember thinking as a college student man i am going to get so much sleep these people are going to go to bed at seven (laughs) i mean this was like maybe 70 to 85 years old we had a couple 90 year olds too and I was just so excited; it was going to be a five-day camp, and we had all these activities planned. But we stopped at about 7 p.m. Well, Josh, the first night, guess what time we went to bed? What time? It was probably 1:30. Wow! These people did they they were ready to play. They were ready for adventure. And so after five days of that, I was like, man, I am so tired. I need Uh to take a week off at school just to recover from this. But Uh what I gathered with that population was they have so much to offer. Mm -hmm. If you have time to sit down and listen to somebody's story, you are going to be so incredibly inspired. You're going to realize that your your years from 60 on can have the most impact and the most purpose mm. of your life. Wow. And so that was kind of my first initial, like you know, population um, that inspired me. And then in college, I I was in a sorority. I lived with 60 girls in one house. It was crazy. I bet. <laughs> and I remember my um, senior year. I called my dad and said, "Dad, I've decided to see if everything that I'm learning in class and books really transfer out into these into normalistic settings." And he said, "Okay." I said, "I've I've applied for this job to be a personal assistant for a 23, 23 year old boy man young man." He's like, "What?" You're going to live with him? And I said, yes, but I'm an employee. I said, Dad, he um, was 21 years old. He was out with his buddies. They were jumping off a bridge. And he hit a rock and severed his spinal cord. So now he's a paraplegic. And I think, Josh, that's really where I began my love Mm -hmm. of finding people um, that need some encouragement, need some love needs somebody to be their cheerleader and Mm -hmm. you know I'm I think that's one of my gifts I want to just really and so I lived with him for that semester and I'll never forget the first night um I got there and he read me my job description I had my own room I'd been sharing a room with six other women so I was living the life man in college and he looked at me and he said well here's the list um you need to go to the grocery store and I'm like Oh no, we're we're going together. And he said, looked at me and said, Kathy, that's your job and that's why I hired you. And I said, Well, my job is to get you out in the community and make you independent and make you start living life again. And he gave me a he rolled his eyes and gave me one of these looks like this girl is crazy. (laughs) But we went to the grocery store together and we had a great time. And I think we were great for one another. Mm. Um, We ended up that summer going to the uh, spring break, driving down. He could drive. His gas was on the uh, the right-hand side of the steering wheel. The brake was on the right. Mm. He would uh, wheel up his wheelchair, lock it down, and he steered and and could maneuver the, and he drove a van so and almost he was like a motorcycle yeah, yeah exactly um so we went down to santa rosa california and he got a service dog and that was an experience mm. um, tasha was a german a beautiful german shepherd and this dog for for a week was trained to be doug's right hand and he could fetch things he could open and door, uh, open and close a car door he could fetch things if he dropped things it was it was a relationship that I mean I think a dog that it was it was an example of, you know, when they say your dog is your best friend, mm-hmm. this dog was Doug's best friend. Mm. The week we got back, I was sitting in a class of a thousand students and somebody walked up to the professor, handed him a note, and he looked up and said, If Kathy Miller is in this room, she needs to report home immediately. And I thought, oh no, something has happened ran home, and we had a lanai, a concrete lanai outside of the apartment, and Doug had fallen over somehow on the side. And there were two maintenance men working next door, and that dog would not let those maintenance men touch oh, Doug. Wow. So I said, Tasha, I'm here. Let me get Doug up. And he was fine. But it was, it was a powerful thing to witness that um, relationship, and he ended up going to law school. Um, with Doug for the next four years. Yeah. So after that, um, I started the job as a, I was a recreational therapist. So I worked at um, Puyallup doing, um, I worked in a post-acute day treatment program and we would have about nine to 15 patients. And my job was taking them out in the community to see if they could transfer the skills that they were learning in the clinic back into normalistic settings. So mm-hmm. I worked, worked with a physical therapist, an occupational therapist, a, a speech therapist, and we had about a 94% rate return to independent living mm-hmm. and about 90% return to competitive employment. Wow. So I loved that job. Um, but then I met your uncle mm-hmm. and he brought me to Tennessee, mm-hmm. um, which I kind of came kicking and screaming oh, because wow. I left my... My job that I loved and um, my brother and sister, but I had my sister-in-law, your mom, uh-huh. Sissy. So I thought, I, I felt like we can do this. Yeah. You know, I've got her. Um, and then ended up working at a hospital here and then um, worked with people that had uh, knee replacements, hip replacements, and some people that had had traumatic brain injuries. And then stopped once I had babies. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
0: What a journey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And... Like, like i've um you you often would have like uh kids that you were mm-hmm. tutoring or yep. t- just taking care of and mm-hmm. i've loved getting to meet just you always say this is my friend or yep. this is yeah i've loved getting to meet your friends yeah um i i before we get to your third question uh-huh. i do want to touch on something and this is selfish kind of a selfish question for mm-hmm. me but you're one of the few people I know that knew my mom before she married my dad. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned how you and her were part of the moving crew mm-hmm. that moved from Washington mm-hmm. here. I'd love to hear, like, what what was my mom like when she was my age, oh. when she was 25 or early 20s? Well, how
1: about if we start at middle school? We oh, okay. met when yeah. I moved from Indiana to Washington Her brother Rob was the uh, president of the middle school, so um, that's my uncle Rob. uh, Uncle Rob, he yep, he gave us a tour um, of the middle school, and God knew what he was doing, Josh, because your mom had two brothers the same ages as mine, and they played sports together all through um, high school and then at college as well. And so your mom and I spent endless hours together at basketball, baseball, and football fields. Mm -hmm. And, um, so your mom is much like she is today. She Mm -hmm. was friendly. She was outgoing. She was the only daughter. So she had a little Mm tomboyish in her, just like I did. And, um, so we were friends pre-Catina, which is kind of special too. And I've been so blessed and now call her my friend for over 45 years. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was a cheerleader. She, um, was always wanted to do hair. She's still a hairstylist today. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I knew that I think God knew that we needed each other, mm-hmm. and so um, allowed our past to cross in at, in middle school, and here we are still together. Yeah.
0: Some, it's really special. Sometimes I see uh, similarities between in your relationship uh-huh. with my mom and Alexis's relationship with Leah Jackson's oh, wife, just uh-huh. because um, they they don't go as far back as you and my mom did, but they knew each other before they were Katina's, yeah. and they they were friends. They would be friends they were friends before me and Jackson. Uh-huh. And so I believe That's they cool. would be friends too, even if they weren't married yeah, to Katina's. Uh-huh. But yeah, I often see that. And, um, I have high hopes for them yeah. and their friendship as oh, they grow. Sure. older. But thank you for sharing that, uh-huh. that with me, auntie. Uh-huh. Um, well, I guess we'll go to, to your third question and, um, uh, you know what it is. So I'll just ask it. What's going on at home?
1: Oh. That's a that's a loaded question. Um, I I think the first thing that I will tell you is that Uncle Yeti and I are learning about what it means to be in a house alone. Mm-hmm. You know, the pandemic presented us with a huge lifestyle change, which meant he was home so much more, and so we we had some challenging times, yeah. um, just trying to figure out. That whole dynamic because for 30 years he traveled and I'm pretty independent and and have all have always worked and have great friends that I stay busy with so we um, had to figure out this whole new lifestyle so that brought on some actual counseling for myself I, I found a good counselor mm-hmm. and learned a lot about myself and I would highly recommend that for everyone. Mm -hmm. I um, feel like we're all on a journey and we will be on our own journey until we go to heaven. And I feel like now we're at the point where, in fact, last night... I said to him, it's, it's fun to really become friends again, like to really study one another and to understand one another and to understand like we have likes and dislikes. We're not the same in a lot of things, but that's really the beauty of our relationship. So it's kind of like we're on a second honeymoon again. (laughs) So that's kind of been fun. Um, I think we're starting to purge again with getting our house organized mm-hmm. and getting all of our children's things into bins and give those to them. Yeah. Um, so that, I mean, well, we have an attic, so we can, we can do that for a while. Um,
0: <laughs> my parents did that quick when <laughs> did I <you>? moved out, <laughs> it was not long that I went back home and my room was just another room. Yeah, so I was like, yeah. wow, you guys are ready. <laughs> we have we're
1: getting we have three guest rooms now, which is kind of fun. Yeah. Um I think the other thing that we're learning is just to study each other and to know our likes and our dislikes and to live in the present and not always be planning about what we want in the future. I mean, it's good to have dreams and aspirations, but it's also good to just live in the moment. Mm. Um and I know you've talked about the Enneagram I'm a two Mm -hmm. and I'm learning that um, I'm a connector and I love people and I feel like I I'm a good encourager but at the same time that dark area is to Mm -hmm. sometimes want to control things or want to help too much so I'm really working on that Mm -hmm. and I'm I'm making slow progress I'm still a work in progress but I feel like just half of it is just being aware of it. And then from there, really honing in on um, not going into the, into that black area or yeah. those. Um, um, last week at church, they talked about stricken in age. Um, and really, that's just a nice way of, I'm almost 60, Josh. Wow. I just had my 59th you birthday. You never know. <laughs> oh, you're sweet. <laughs> and so it's made me really think a lot about what is going to be my legacy how am i going to end? i feel like i'm running this marathon and i'm i'm at about the 20th mile and what am i going to put my focus on what am i going to do with my grandchildren and how how am i going to finish strong with uh, my husband with my husband and our legacy and so i've been thinking a lot about that yeah. and i just read an article that between 60 and 75 is really the time that you could have your greatest impact and your greatest influence and your greatest purpose. Mm. So I'm really believing for yeah. that. And I'm going to totally strive for that. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, what else is happening at home? Um, I think I, I remember telling my girls when they would go to school to go mad. And I think I'm telling myself that now go make a difference in somebody's Mm -hmm. life. And in Colossians 3.23, it says, whatever you do, whatever your job is, um, do it for the Lord and not for man. And you will receive the inheritance from the Lord, which is your reward. Mm. And so I think that's always been my, one of my life verses is whatever you do, do it for the Lord and Mm. not for man, not for that recognition. Or do it because God has given you a gift and live that out. Like I love that saying that when you're with somebody, I want to leave and them feeling like, man, she made me feel good about myself. She really empowered me. Mm-hmm. She made she challenged me, you yeah. know, to be everything that God has called me to be. So I don't know. I, at, at home, too, where we're playing a lot of pickleball. I know, <laughs> yeah. I know that. Um, my husband loves San, Yeti, loves basketball, but we're trying to find some things that we love doing together, and that by we play a lot of pickleball, so I mm-hmm. really enjoyed that. Saw a couple play last year, and I had to go up to them and ask them, Can you just tell me how old you are? because you guys are incredible, and they wow. were 85. Wow. So I keep telling yeti and your mom and dad hey we got to be doing this until we're 85
0: one one thing about uncle yeti because you're right he does love basketball he and, does excuse me huh. i remember uh growing up once i became like old enough to play with the men and yeah. pick up basketball uh-huh. I, my because my dad would play with uncle yeti a lot and i would get to go and play and without fail like i think this is just kind of how pickup basketball works but there's always like an argument or s- sometimes it would turn into a fight oh, or whatever yes. and mm-hmm. my dad eventually would say like josh i can't go i can't go anymore because i i just can't deal with all of that <laughs> and a lot of times honestly my dad would be in the middle of it. Uh-huh, but uh-huh. i always noticed uncle yeti somehow he thrived through that it didn't bother him yeah. at all and uh, I love that about Uncle Yeti that he he was able to be around people that a lot of times were very different from mm-hmm. him and uh, they he was he was just there to run he mm-hmm. liked running and playing basketball and mm-hmm. uh, I love that he's found pickleball now oh, too because yeah. that it's, my family does it too yeah, it's such a good a really fun activity fun. yeah really fun um, you're also I know that you're getting ready for one of your daughters to get married. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How's that whole, how's this? It's that been season
1: really been? fun. I mean, she uh, lives in Atlanta. Um, so we, we talk weekly about things to do, um, what needs to get done, I'm just, I'm proud of her in so many ways and just really excited for her to go into that next season of being husband and wife and thriving in their careers and in their relationship with each other and he comes from a great family and again, I'm learning to realize that this is her wedding, not my wedding and just to be available to her. She's got a wedding planner, which is really helpful too. Mm -hmm. So I'm really looking forward to that day. Just all my siblings are coming, a lot of family are coming, and just to celebrate that because we've had three Katina weddings so far, and they've all just been so great. Yours being one of them. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Well, one thing. So growing up, Uh when you start thinking about getting married, um, there's a lot of emphasis, uh, and rightly so, put Mm -hmm. on like preparing for your relationship with your new spouse Mm -hmm. and um for me in particular like mm-hmm. how to be a husband mm-hmm. and i had people i was lucky enough to have people in my life that kind of uh just shared their wisdom with me on mm-hmm. how to what to expect when you're married and how to keep your wife happy and mm-hmm. everything but uh one thing that i don't feel like people really shared any wisdom with me at all was um when you're getting married to someone there's there's more than just your relationship with your wife that's going to be new your relationship with your in-laws mm-hmm. is really important too and so mm-hmm. with my in-laws my mother and father-in-law i didn't really have any uh wisdom or teaching mm-hmm. on how to pursue that relationship and um i think it takes just as much effort from me as it does from them right. and so i would love to hear you you're preparing to have a new son-in-law like knowing that you're going to have another young man in your life as mm-hmm. as a son, that kind of figure in your life, is there anything that you've been doing to prepare for that or wow, any kind of wisdom question. that you've been I bestowed? Would,
1: <laughs> I would just, I mean, let me be the first to say that we have... Done some great things as parents, and we've had some struggles. We are not perfect parents by any stretch of the matter, but who is, right? Mm -hmm. You you live and learn, and we've just tried to embrace uh, Jervon as our future son-in-law. You know, I'm very chatty and like to talk and like to ask questions, and I've learned that not everyone is like that, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And um, but when Jervon talks. He has a lot to say Mm -hmm. and what he has to say has, um, purpose and has, um, it, 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 it's a, it's a, it's a way to understand that everyone communicates differently. Mm -hmm. And I, I think you celebrate your differences. And if you know that your, your daughter or son is happy and they have found that person, man, get on board with it. And be a part of it, and spend time with them, get to know his parents or their parents, and learn to um, enjoy one another. Yeah. you know, even even though you might have differences or differences of opinions, that's okay. That's what life is all about. Right. So I think I think I'll be the first to admit I had this list and I thought, you know, my, my son-in-laws had to have this list mm-hmm. and I've been proven wrong mm-hmm. and I'm sure I'll be proven wrong many more times <laughs> in my life. But the bottom line is you choose to love and yeah. you choose to accept and create memories
0: together. Mm-hmm. Is,
1: that, yeah, is that good? That's okay. great,
0: auntie. I, I, um, yeah, I just wanted to ask you that because, mm-hmm. um, that's a new relationship that I've been experiencing, mm-hmm. just having in-laws. And I know Jervon's going to experience that, and mm-hmm. so will Caitlin. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and so I'm excited for them and excited yeah. for you just uh, as the wedding approaches. Yes. And I know for me, once the wedding was over, I, there was a lot of relief yes. and also excitement just because uh-huh. I could finally enter into that next chapter. And so, right. Um, well, we have a few more minutes. And so... Well, I was
1: just going to say, I think as a parent... That's really my prayer for my girls, is that they would find lifelong partners, that they would understand that marriage is a covenant, and that it takes two to really work on it, um, and that I just want them to be happy, and to um, have a community of people that they can draw from, that they can um, go to uh, for encouragement, um, counsel... Um, and you know, you know, Josh, our family is so huge. We are often referred to as a tribe here mm-hmm. in Franklin and, and I, there's, there's beauty in that, you mm-hmm. know, and I even see in your, this second generation, how you guys are, um, hanging out and encouraging one another and being there for one another. And that's just really a beautiful thing to me. Thanks, Anthony. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: mm-hmm. a lot of that is because of you oh. and, and what because you've been here from the start, and mm, thank you. I, I'm I'm so blessed to have relationships with mm-hmm. my family and my cousins, and um, I owe a lot of that mm-hmm. to you, and oh. Uncle Yeti, and his brothers, and mm-hmm. my mom, and um, so thank you for that. Oh, you bet. Yeah.
1: You bet. I just want to say that you're one of my favorite podcast hosts. <laughs> I mean, you... You know, I didn't really know what to expect, because this is my first time of being on this side of a podcast. Uh (laughs) And you just put people at ease. You're just gifted with how you present your information, Uh and that you just... You're just chill, and I really oh, appreciate that too. because that I I was so nervous in the beginning, and now I'm like, why was I nervous? Yeah. I'm sitting here. That's what Uncle Yeti said. You're talking to your your nephew uh-huh. Josh. You know, it's funny so. you
0: say that. My mom told me that she was nervous when she was coming, and I'm like, Mom, we literally do this a <laughs> lot. <laughs> There's just my thank you. Oh. The whole podcast thing is it's really kind of taken me by mm-hmm. surprise. It's Something that I've enjoyed doing, and um, I'm really. I don't know what I'm doing at all. Well, I'm just no, learning you're as I gifted. Go,
1: but... You receive that compliment. Oh, you're you're you, gifted, Auntie. and I I think that it's gonna. I I pray that it will bless people every time that they hear the podcast. That they'll glean something from it, yeah. and they'll be encouraged to know that we are not a perfect family. We mm-hmm. all have things that we're we will continue to work on. And boy, if we can just pull together and just um, encourage one another and support one another, isn't that really what life is mm-hmm. all about?
0: Yeah. Well. For what it's worth, every time I record one of these, it blesses me. Aww. So you should know at least one person gets blessed. Oh, that's on the podcast. good. But that is um, great. I do want to uh-huh. ask you one more thing yep. uh, before we close out, and I've got I've been able to ask a few people on the podcast this, but one thing that I love to talk to people about mm-hmm. is um, their dreams, mm. and. Uh, I love challenging people to dream big mm-hmm. um, because it's something that is a challenge in my own life is mm-hmm. is, is dreaming big. And so you've kind of mentioned it that um, just this next chapter mm-hmm. and season of your life that you're moving into, mm-hmm. you hope to have a lot of impact on people. Mm-hmm. And you've mentioned words like legacy and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I would love to just ask you and for these next however many years you have left in your life, what are what's your your big dreams? What are mm-hmm. you dreaming for?
1: Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a great question, Josh. Um, I think you know Uncle Yeti is so gifted in being able to produce music, mm-hmm. and I mean, let me just brag on him for a moment. We will be in the car coming home from someplace, and a song will be on the radio, and He will walk in and play that on the piano and sing to me. And it's just, it just is incredible to me. And all that to say, uh, we have talked about him producing and how that would look for us to be involved in Mm -hmm. together. Of course, he would be producing, you know, people's albums and making their music sound beautiful. And, my part would be like I have this dream of having this home. There's actually a home on Spencer Creek that I drive by to work, and sometimes I I dream about living there. Mm. It has a pickleball court. Oh wow! It <laughs> has um, a home and a detached garage, uh, a detached barn, and I envision sometimes that being a studio converted into a studio, and above it would be maybe a bedroom where people could come. Mm um have Yeti produce them and then I would be like the cook or the, you know, hey, hang out with Kathy, you know, when you're not producing. So that's one dream that we have. Yeah. Um that I would love to to do um together.
0: Let me just butt in because yeah. uh-huh. so the beginning of the pot or podcast, the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah. Um I got to I was helping Uncle Yeti. I don't know if you remember oh, this yes. but He didn't really have any idea how to use like our production software or anything. And so I would just run the software for Mm -hmm. him and he would play his piano Mm -hmm. or arrange the vocals. Mm -hmm. And that was my first experience around someone who is, I, I don't know if it's raw natural ability. I think it's a combination of his natural talent, and just years yeah. and years yes. of being around music. Yes. And it was amazing. It was a gift to me to just see like, wow, this guy, somehow he he's able to have a, a vision of, yeah. of music and put it out there. And then I was able to kind of teach him some of the basics mm-hmm. of production. And now a year and a half later, seeing what he's able to yeah. do now, it's amazing. And I know Just because I know Uncle Yetzi, I know that all of that is just from hours and Mm -hmm. hours that he spent trying to learn and um, he's done a great job. Well,
1: and and thank you, Josh, because many nights he would say, man, Joshy is teaching me so much, Kathy. (laughs) I don't know what I would do without him. So thank you for the time and effort that you put into, you were, you you really helped him get off, get his, his feet off the ground because... You know, our generation isn't quite as savvy with all this technology as you guys are. So thank you for helping him get started. Yeah.
0: Well, I know it's got to be special for him to have someone who dreams with him about that. Because I know that's a dream of his own. Oh, yes. And to have someone who supports him and Uh has dreams with that as well has to be special for him. But sorry, I just wanted to throw that in there.
1: I think the other dream that I have is I've... Seems like along my journey I've always had some kind of girl group or I remember God's girls when the girls were smaller. Um, I was privileged and really honored to do about uh, three different times taking about 10 women through um, just a support group. It was called Moms of Seniors and they were moms who had girls or boys that it was their senior year and we Mm -hmm. would meet just once a month and we would just talk about what that how life was going to change after that. And um, it was really an honor for me to just walk those ladies through that. Not that I had all the answers, but I had done it three times yeah. um, with my girls. So that was something that I really valued and really felt like uh, God allowed me to do, just speaking into their lives and just bringing a group of women together to kind of hold each other up during that time and now i have a um, i'm involved in a book club of empty nester moms mm-hmm. and so that's i feel like that's kind of my thing like bring connecting people together and kind of being the cheerleader saying and it's i'm cheerleading myself on saying hey we can do this yeah. you know this is a hard this is another season that i'm going to walk through and we're going to we're going to be able to do this together so i i think i see that in my future whether it be you know, grandmas together, and how to speak into the lives of your grandchildren, or um, what it means to be an empty nesters and how to how to be a cheerleader from the side, but don't micromanage your mm-hmm. adult children. I'm learning that you ask questions, and that you don't say you should, or um, you um, that you're asking questions, not telling your mm-hmm. children what to do as adult yeah. children, wow. or are asking. Um, now, do you want me to just listen to you, or do you want my feedback? Yeah. So, my my language is changing a lot yeah. at parenting adult children. Well. Wow. I know you're going to be great at it, oh, Auntie, You already are. I'm a work in progress. And thank you. Oh, um, you bet.
0: <clears throat> well, I really appreciate you coming over and spending some time with me. And I think I heard Alexis is yes. home, so I'm excited to go talk to her. I'm sure you but, have dinner waiting for her. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't think so, not today. But thank you again. Oh, my hope, pleasure. I hope it's my get to honor. Do this another time. Yes, yep.
1: I'd love to come back and do it again. Thank awesome. you for having me. Of course, uh-huh. anytime, Auntie. Okay.
0: For those of you listening, thank you for tuning in. We'll be back with more episodes soon. Have a great day.